Hey, there you are. Welcome back. For this specific episode, I have two recommendations. First, try and use headphones. It'll give you a better understanding what this piece is about. Second of all, it's more a going to bed or waking up kind of piece than a sitting in a crowded U-Bahn kind of thing. You'll find out why. Enjoy. And I have no idea where I am. <laughs> All kinds of flat, flats surrounding me. Um, this is the end station. Many buses. I wasn't really sure what to what to do once I once I was there. You know, I I, I sort of I looked at them. I. What did I do? I maybe I listened to the breeze. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't because how do you how do you interact with a with a gravestone? You can you can interact with a with a with a document more or at least for me. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's um, visiting this um cemetery in in Croatia in kind of a small town in Croatia that was just obsessively manicured i mean really beautiful like like you know almost every grave had just these colorful displays of flowers um but it was all very um it was all very neat and orderly and that is not the case at Bizenzi 
it's a, it's a beautiful day. It's cold, but it's fresh. The sun is shining. The birds are whistling. And I'm looking for the Jewish cemetery, Weizensee. So everything was just like green and green and lush. And you have these like vines and trees and everything's just like sort of sort, sort of overgrown. Um, I just got notified by a couple of people said, you need to walk past the school. But I haven't found the school yet, so. And there you also have a lot of a lot of headstones that are like tipped over. Um, you know, this, the, the cemetery has been around since since the late 1800s. And so you do have graves that, that, that date back that far. There are some that are um, that are really large and imposing, you know, are like the size of a small house. Um, another thing that you see on a lot of graves, and this is something that, that people do in Jewish cemeteries, is they place stones um, on the um, on the gravestones, so 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 smaller smaller stones. Uh, it's really just, I mean, it's it's just kind of like green and gray. Um, let's see. Um, I'm Rebecca Jacobson. I'm currently sitting in my parents' house in Portland, Oregon, and I just got back to the U.S. after about eight months living in Berlin. So I've actually found the cemetery. I'm now standing in the, the central square that you actually have to go through before you get, get to the monument. Um, I learned while I was living in Berlin that that I had a few relatives who were who were buried um, in Berlin at the in the city's largest Jewish cemetery, which is also one of the largest in Europe. I think the second largest. Now, what's also quite remarkable is the fact that I didn't know this, but um, right before I came in, I was directed by one of the people working here that I had to put something on my head. So this is what they call a kippah, and, and it's something to, um, yeah, out of respect. So that's what I'm wearing right now, um, a black kippah on the back of my head. And I'm now going to try and find out what the, um, what the cemetery is all about. So I learned that I had some, some relatives buried um, in, in this Jewish cemetery in Berlin, and I didn't, I didn't realize that, that any of them had, had, been in, had been in Germany at all. So once I learned this, I embarked on, on a quest to find out more. just got on the graveyard um, on the cemetery and it looks incredibly peaceful we have the sun making these beautiful paths through all the gravestones uh, the gravestones are mostly mostly of nature stone some of granite uh, there, are, there are a lot of them are overgrown by plants there's trees all over the place it's very green um, 
although it's it's winter it's it's quite it feels quite green the the trees don't have any leaves anymore uh, but you have these these plants i cannot think of what the names are anymore at the moment it's ivy um covering a lot of these gravestones and it has a very pleasant quiet atmosphere i i all of a sudden can understand why people would just visit the cemetery just go for a stroll clear their heads um yeah i'm gonna walk around a bit read some of these tombstones Pierre Stutin, formerly Stutinsky, added new information, including the fact that Julius's older sister, Sarah, is buried in the Jewish cemetery in Berlin. And here's what Rebecca wrote about her visit in Ex-Berliner. Quote, I learned Sarah and Fischl, that's Rebecca's great-great-great-aunt and uncle, had ten children, most of whom moved abroad before the Second World War. They kept kosher and spoke Yiddish. They didn't come to Berlin more than 700 kilometers away from their home in East Prussia, until 1920 or so, when they were already in their 60s. Their son, Albert, ran a garment factory here, employing 350 people and producing men's silk shirts. At the time, Berlin was the third largest city in the world, buzzing with artistic activity, along with prostitution, crime and drugs. As Orthodox Jews, Sarah and Fischl wouldn't have had much to do with any of those worlds. In his memoir, Du bist ein Jude, grandson Reuven Schanze recounts how Fischl held him in his lap and sang Yiddish folk songs. He describes Sarah as a little red-haired woman who wore a scheitel, a wig worn by Orthodox Jewish married women. She was in her 70s when I knew her, and not talking too much. She always let Grandpa talk. She was a very nice woman. She didn't make up stories. End quote. Do, do you expect me to find find a lot of people visiting? Probably not. Probably not. And I did. I did wonder who were who were the the other people there. I was. I would have been curious curious to know why they were there. Maybe in a way that I wouldn't have been at a at a different at a different cemetery. There's no one here. There's absolutely no one here. I'm I'm seeing as far as. 100, 150 meters? It's actually been a long time since I've been in a place so quiet and still in the background you hear the continuous rumbling of cars, of road, of traffic. Wow, this is an interesting one. This is like a little little shrine, little house here by for a man called Jacob Applebaum, so Jacob Appletree. Jacob Appletree has his own little house. Well, Mr. Jacob Applebaum died in 1911. 1911. Walk around, I'm reading all these tombstones, right? Salomon Levinsky, Pincus Königsberger, John Bush. Emil Kasparius. Some people died in 1911 here, a couple from 1911, and here 1930. The Familia Kraus. Um, 
1931, and I, I didn't think about this so much, but we're standing on a Jewish cemetery, and of course all these yeah, signs read, Hier ruht mein geliebter Mann, unser treusorgender Vater, Gustav Lesser. Therese Israel. So here rests our loved man, husband, and um, t yeah, caretaking father. And they're all obviously in German, because this is a German cemetery, or at least a Jewish cemetery in Germany. But I see very little Jewish writing. Not a lot of, I don't know if it's Yiddish or Ifrit, I don't know exactly. But I don't see a lot of Jewish writing on the stones. There is definitely some, but the, for the most part it is um, German writing. Bruno Kantarovic, Gustav Jagobowicz. Adolf und Betty Rothstein, Johanna Hauptmann, Alfred Bruck, Rosa Lachs und Cesar Lachs, Rosa Hahn, Ernstine, Ernstine Lemke. So I'm standing here in front of a, a grave that really sticks out with the rest of one, uh, not because it's big or very glamorous, but just because it's very new. And on the stone it says uh, Timur Taslitsky, born in 17th of January 1992 and unfortunately died on the 9th of July 1993. So just a year and a half. Um, and and this, uh, th this one really sticks out because the rest of the graves are all really overgrown and this is on the, the, the side pad. Really colorful flowers on each side and on the stone itself um, a lantern and um, yeah kind of sad, year and a half. But it also, it also means that there are still graves being added um, to, uh, to the graveyard, to the cemetery. It's, it's still like an active cemetery in that there are still people being, being buried there. Um, but the, the you know, modern day graves, modern day headstones um, look, look quite different than, than, than the old ones. So I've come, I seem to have come to a more um, yeah, recent part of the cemetery because now I'm standing here with all kinds of graves that look relatively fresh. Um, and all these graves have, have dates on them like 2006, 2005, 2002, 2004, no, a couple of more, 2006. Uh, so this is definitely the most recent part of the cemetery. What I find inter interesting is that here I can find a lot of Russian names, a lot of Cyrillic writings. Uh, so this is the most yeah, recent part of the cemetery. Uh, we, we definitely see also um, German names on top of it. So as Maya Sebermann uh, or Leonid, no, that's, that's Russian again. There are a lot of Russian names here. Um. The gravestones were in um, field E um, of section of section six, and what I'd what I'd also learned um, on my on my visit to the archives was that this that they were buried in one part of the cemetery that was reserved for. For Orthodox, for Orthodox Jews. Um, so, in, in in all in all honesty, how long did you stand by the graves? I don't think more than five minutes. I think it took me longer to walk to the to walk to the graves than it than I than I spent there, and I wasn't really sure what to what to do once I once I was there. You know, I I, I sort of I looked at them. I 
what did I do? I, maybe I listened to the breeze. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't because how do you, how do you interact with a, with a gravestone? This was episode 9 of Walrus and a Bear at the Weisensee Cemetery in Berlin. Many thanks to Rebecca Jacobson, all the way from Portland, Oregon. Rebecca is a writer and her story on finding her Berlin family can be found on her website rebjack.com. That is R-E-B-J-A-C dot com. Thank you for listening. Walrus out.